Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, with translations and purports by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Second Canto, Chapter 3, Texts 1 through 12. As a reminder, these podcasts are audio companions to a free online study at our website, sarusangaonline.com. If you would like to delve deeper into studying Srimad Bhagavatam, please join us. Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 2, Chapter 3 Pure Devotional Service, The Change in Heart Text 1 Sri Sukadev Goswami said, Maharaj Parikat, as you have inquired from me as to the duty of the intelligent man who is on the threshold of death, so I have answered you. Purport by Srila Prabhupada In human society all over the world, there are millions and billions of men and women, and almost all of them are less intelligent because they have very little knowledge of spirit-soul. Almost all of them have a wrong conception of life for they identify themselves with the gross and subtle material bodies, which they are not, in fact. They may be situated in different high and low positions in the estimation of human society, but one should know definitely that unless one inquires about his own self, beyond the body and the mind, all his activities in human life are total failures. Therefore, out of thousands and thousands of men, one may inquire about his spirit self and thus consult the revealed scriptures like Vedanta Sutras, Bhagavad Gita, and Srimad Bhagavatam. But in spite of reading and hearing such literatures, unless one is in touch with a realized spiritual master, he cannot actually realize the real nature of self, etc., and out of thousands and hundreds of thousands of men, someone may know what Lord Krishna is, in fact. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya Leela 20, 122 and 123, it is said that Lord Krishna, out of his causeless mercy, prepared the Vedic literatures in the incarnation of Vyasadeva for reading by the intelligent class of men in human society which is almost totally forgetful of the genuine relation with Krishna. Even such an intelligent class of men may be forgetful in their relationship with the Lord. The whole bhakti-yoga process is therefore a revival of the lost relation. 
This revival is possible in the human form of life, which is obtained only out of the evolutionary cycle of 8,400,000 species of life. The intelligent class of human being must take a serious note of this opportunity. Not all human beings are intelligent, so the importance of human life is not always understood. Therefore, manisinom, meaning thoughtful, is particularly used here. A manisinom person, like Maharaj Parikit, must therefore take to the lotus feet of Lord Krishna and fully engage himself in devotional service, hearing, chanting, etc., of the holy name and pastimes of the Lord, which are all Hari Katamrita. This action is especially recommended when one is preparing for death. Texts 2 through 7 One who desires to be absorbed in the impersonal Brahmajyoti effulgence should worship the master of the Vedas, Lord Brahma, or Brihaspati, the learned priest. One who desires powerful sex should worship the heavenly king Indra. And one who desires good progeny should worship the great progenitors, called the Prajapatis. One who desires good fortune should worship Durga Devi, the superintendent of the material world. One desiring to be very powerful should worship fire, and one who aspires only after money should worship the Vasus. One should worship the Rudra incarnations of Lord Shiva if he wants to be a great hero. One who wants a large stock of grains should worship Aditi. One who desires to attain the heavenly planets should worship the sons of Aditi. One who desires a worldly kingdom should worship Visvadeva and one who wants to be popular with the general mass of the population should worship the Sadhya demigod. One who desires a long span of life should worship the demigods known as the Asvini Kumaras, and a person desiring a strongly built body should worship the earth. One who desires stability in his post should worship the horizon and the earth combined. One who desires to be beautiful should worship the beautiful residents of the Gandharva planet. And one who desires a good wife should worship the Apsaras and the Urvasi society girls of the heavenly kingdom. One who desires domination over others should worship Lord Brahma, the head of the universe. One who desires tangible fame should worship the personality of Godhead and one who desires a good bank balance should worship the demigod Varuna. If one desires to be a greatly learned man, he should worship Lord Shiva. And if one desires a good material relation, he should worship the chaste goddess, Uma, the wife of Lord Shiva. Purport by Srila Prabhupada there are different modes of worship for different persons 
desiring success in particular subjects. The conditioned soul, living within the purview of the material world, cannot be an expert in every type of materially enjoyable asset. But one can have considerable influence over a particular matter by worshipping a particular demigod, as mentioned above. Ravana was made a very powerful man by worshipping Lord Shiva, and he used to offer severed heads to please Lord Shiva. He became so powerful by the grace of Lord Shiva that all the demigods were afraid of him, until at last he challenged the personality of Godhead, Sri Ramachandra, and thus ruined himself. In other words, all such persons who aspire after gaining some or all of the material objects of enjoyment, or the gross materialistic persons, are on the whole less intelligent, as confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita, 720. It is said there that those who are bereft of all good sense, or those whose intelligence is withdrawn by the deluding energy of maya, aspire to achieve all sorts of material enjoyment in life by pleasing the various demigods, or by advancing in material civilization under the heading of scientific progress. The real problem of life in the material world is to solve the question of birth, death, old age, and disease. No one wants to change his birthright. No one wants to meet death. No one wants to be old or invalid. And no one wants diseases. But these problems are solved neither by the grace of any demigod nor by the so-called advancement of material science. In the Bhagavad Gita, as well as in the Srimad Bhagavatam, such less intelligent persons have been described as devoid of all good sense. Sukadev Goswami said that out of the 8,400,000 species of living entities, the human form of life is rare and valuable. And out of those rare human beings, those who are conscious of the material problems are rarer still. And the still more rare persons are those who are conscious of the value of the Srimad Bhagavatam, which contains the messages of the Lord and his pure devotees. Death is inevitable for everyone, intelligent or foolish. But Maharaj Parikit has been addressed by the Goswami as Manisi, or the man of highly developed mind, because at the time of death, he left all material enjoyment and completely surrendered unto the lotus feet of the Lord by hearing his messages from the right person, Sukadev Goswami. But aspirations for material enjoyment by endeavoring persons are condemned. Such aspirations are something like the intoxication of the degraded human society. Intelligent persons should try to avoid these aspirations and seek instead the permanent life by returning home back to Godhead. Text 8. One should worship Lord Vishnu or his devotee for spiritual advancement in knowledge.
and for protection of heredity and advancement of a dynasty, one should worship the various demigods. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The path of religion entails making progress on the path of spiritual advancement, ultimately reviving the eternal relation with Lord Vishnu in his impersonal effulgence, his localized paramatma feature, and ultimately his personal feature by spiritual advancement and knowledge. And one who wants to establish a good dynasty and be happy in the progress of the temporary bodily relations should take shelter of the pitas and the demigods in other pious planets. Such different classes of worshippers of different demigods may ultimately reach the respective planets of those demigods within the universe. But he who reaches the spiritual planets in the Brahmajyoti achieves the highest perfection. Text 9. One who desires domination over a kingdom or an empire should worship the Manus. One who desires victory over an enemy should worship the demons. And one who desires sense gratification should worship the moon. But one who desires nothing of material enjoyment should worship the supreme personality of Godhead. Purport by Srila Prabhupada For a liberated person, all the enjoyments listed above are considered to be absolutely useless. Only those who are conditioned by the material modes of the external energy are captivated by different types of material enjoyment. In other words, the transcendentalist has no material desires to be fulfilled, whereas the materialist has all types of desires to be fulfilled. The Lord has proclaimed that the materialists who desire material enjoyment and thus seek the favor of different demigods, as above mentioned, are not in control of their senses and so give themselves to nonsense. One should therefore not desire any sort of material enjoyment, being sensible enough to worship the supreme personality of Godhead. The leaders of the nonsensical persons are still more nonsensical because they preach openly and foolishly that one can worship any form of demigod and get the same result. This sort of preaching is not only against the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita or those of Srimad Bhagavatam, but it is also foolish. Just as it is foolish to claim that with the purchase of any travel ticket, one can reach the same destination. No one can reach Bombay from Delhi by purchasing a ticket for Baroda. It is clearly defined herein that persons impregnated with different desires have different modes of worship. But one who has no desire for material enjoyment should worship the Supreme Lord, Sri Krishna, the Personality of Godhead. And this worshiping process is called devotional service. Pure devotional service means 
service to the Lord without any tinge of material desires, including desire for fruitive activity and empiric speculation. For fulfillment of material desires, one may worship the Supreme Lord, but the result of such worship is different, as will be explained in the next verse. Generally, the Lord does not fulfill anyone's material desires for sense enjoyment, but he awards such benedictions to worshipers of the Lord, for they ultimately come to the point of not desiring material enjoyment. The conclusion is that one must minimize the desires for material enjoyment, and for this, one should worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is described here as param, or beyond anything material. Sripad Sankaracharya has also stated, Narayana paro vyaktat, the Supreme Lord is beyond the material encirclement. Text 10. Akama sarvakamova mokshakama udaradi tivrena bhakti yogena yajeta purusham param. A person who has broader intelligence, whether he be full of all material desire, without any material desire, or desiring liberation, must by all means worship the Supreme Whole the Personality of Godhead. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Sri Krishna, is described in the Bhagavad Gita as Puru Sotama, or the Supreme Personality. It is He only who can award liberation to the impersonalists, by absorbing such aspirants into the Brahmajyoti, the bodily rays of the Lord. The Brahmajyoti is not separate from the Lord, as the glowing sun ray is not independent of the sun disk. Therefore, one who desires to merge into the supreme impersonal Brahmajyoti must also worship the Lord by Bhakti Yoga, as recommended here in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Bhakti-yoga is especially stressed here as the means for all perfection. In the previous chapters, it has been stated that bhakti-yoga is the ultimate goal of both karma-yoga and jnana-yoga. And in the same way in this chapter, it is emphatically declared that bhakti-yoga is the ultimate goal of the different varieties of worship of the different demigods. Bhakti-yoga thus being the supreme means of self-realization, as recommended here. Everyone must therefore seriously take up the methods of bhakti-yoga, even though one aspires for material enjoyment or liberation from material bondage. Akama is one who has no material desire. A living being, naturally, being part and parcel of the supreme whole, purusham purnam, has, as his natural function, to serve the Supreme Being, just as the parts and parcels of the body, or the limbs of the body, 
are naturally meant to serve the complete body. Desire less means, therefore, not to be inert like the stone, but to be conscious of one's actual position and thus desire satisfaction only from the Supreme Lord. Srila Jiva Goswami has explained this desirelessness as Bhajaniya Parama Purusha Sukamatra Sasukatvam in his Sandarbha. This means that one should feel happy only by experiencing the happiness of the Supreme Lord. This intuition of the living being is sometimes manifested even during the conditioned stage of the living being in the material world. And such intuition is expressed in the manner of altruism, philanthropy, socialism, communism, etc., by the undeveloped minds of less intelligent persons. In the mundane field, such an outlook of doing good to others in the form of society, community, family, country, or humanity, is a partial manifestation of the same original feeling in which a pure living entity feels happiness by the happiness of the Supreme Lord. Such superb feelings were exhibited by the damsels of Brajabhumi for the happiness of the Lord. The gopis love the Lord without any return, and this is the perfect exhibition of the Akama spirit. Kama, spirit, or the desire for one's own satisfaction, is fully exhibited in the material world, whereas the spirit of Akama is fully exhibited in the spiritual world. Thoughts of becoming one with the Lord or becoming merged in the Brahmajyoti can also be exhibitions of Kama spirit if they are desire for one's own satisfaction to be freed from the material miseries. A pure devotee does not want liberation so that he may be relieved from the miseries of life. Even without so-called liberation, a pure devotee is aspirant for the satisfaction of the Lord. Influenced by the Kama spirit, Arjuna declined to fight in the Kurukshetra battlefield because he wanted to save his relatives for his own satisfaction. But, being a pure devotee, he agreed to fight on the instruction of the Lord because he came to his senses and realized that the satisfaction of the Lord, at the cost of his own satisfaction, was his prime duty. Thus he became Akama. That is the perfect stage of a perfect living being. Udadadi means one who has a broader outlook. People with desires for material enjoyment worship small demigods, and such intelligence is considered in the Bhagavad Gita 7.20 as Hrite Jnana, the intelligence of one who has lost his senses. One cannot obtain any result from the demigods without getting sanction from the Supreme Lord. Therefore, a person with a broader outlook can see that the ultimate authority is the Lord, even for material benefits. Under the circumstances, one with a broader outlook, even with the desire for material enjoyment or for liberation, should take to the worship of the Lord directly. And everyone 
whether an akama or sakama or mokshakama, should worship the Lord with great expedience. This implies that bhakti yoga may be perfectly administered without any mixture of karma and gyan. As the unmixed sun ray is very forceful and is therefore called tivra. Similarly, unmixed bhakti yoga of hearing, chanting, etc. may be performed by one and all, regardless of inner motive. Text 11. All the different kinds of worshippers of multi-demigods can attain the highest perfectional benediction, which is spontaneous attraction unflinchingly fixed upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead, only by the association of the pure devotee of the Lord. Purport by Srila Prabhupada all living entities and different statuses of life within the material creation, beginning from the first demigod Brahma down to the small ant, are conditioned under the laws of material nature, or the external energy of the Supreme Lord. The living entity in his pure state is conscious of the fact that he is part and parcel of the Lord. But when he is thrown into the material world, on account of his desire to lord it over material energy, he becomes conditioned by the three modes of material nature and thus struggles for existence for the highest benefit. The struggle for existence is something like following the will of the wisp under the spell of material enjoyment. All plans for material enjoyment, either by worship of different demigods as described in the previous verses of this chapter, or by modernized advancement of scientific knowledge without the help of God or any demigod, are illusory only. For despite all such plans for happiness, the conditioned living being within the compass of material creation can never solve the problems of life, namely birth, death, old age, and disease. The history of the universe is full of such plan-makers, and many kings and emperors come and go, leaving a plan-making story only. But the prime problems of life remain unsolved, despite all endeavors by such plan-makers. Actually, human life is meant for making a solution to these problems of life. One can never solve such problems by satisfying the different demigods, by different modes of worship, or by so-called scientific advancement in knowledge without the help of God or the demigods. Apart from the gross materialists, who care very little either for God or the demigods, the Vedas recommend worship of different demigods for different benefits, and so the demigods are neither false nor imaginary. The demigods are as factual as we are, but they are much more powerful due to their being engaged in the direct service of the Lord in managing different departments 
in the universal government. The Bhagavad Gita affirms this, and the different planets of the demigods are mentioned there, including the one of the supreme demigod, Lord Brahma. The gross materialists do not believe in the existence of God or the demigods, nor do they believe that different planets are dominated by different demigods. They are creating a great commotion about reaching the closest celestial body, Chandraloka, the moon. But even after much mechanical research, they have only very scanty information of this moon. And in spite of much false advertisement for selling land on the moon, the puffed-up scientists and gross materialists cannot live there. And what to speak of reaching the other planets, which they are unable even to count. However, the followers of the Vedas have a different method of acquiring knowledge. They accept the statements of the Vedic literatures as authority in toto, as we have already discussed in Canto 1, and therefore they have full and reasonable knowledge of God and demigods and of the different residential planets situated in the compass of the material world and beyond the limit of the material sky. The most authentic Vedic literature, accepted by the great Indian Acharyas, like Shankar, Ramanuja, Madhva, Vishnu Swami, Nimbarka, and Chaitanya, and studied by all important personalities of the world, is the Bhagavad Gita, in which the worship of demigods and their respective residential planets are mentioned. The Bhagavad Gita, 9.25, affirms, Yanti deva vratandevan pratinyanti pratirvataha bhutani yanti bhutejya yanti mad yajino pimam. The worshippers of the demigods reach the respective planets of the demigods, and the worshippers of the forefathers reach the planets of the forefathers. The gross materialist remains in different material planets, but the devotees of the Lord reach the kingdom of God. We also have information from the Bhagavad Gita that all the planets within this material world, including Brahmaloka, are but temporarily situated, and after a fixed period, they are all annihilated. Therefore, the demigods and their followers are all annihilated at the period of devastation. But, one who reaches the kingdom of God gets a permanent share in eternal life. That is the verdict of the Vedic literature. The worshippers of the demigods have one facility more than the unbelievers due to their being convinced of the Vedic version, by which they can get information of the benefit of worshipping the Supreme Lord in the association of the devotees of the Lord. The gross materialist, however, without any faith in the Vedic version, remains eternally in darkness, driven by a false conviction on the basis of imperfect experimental knowledge, or so-called material science, which can never reach into the realm of transcendental knowledge. Therefore, unless the gross materialists or the worshippers of temporary demigods come in contact with the transcendentalist, like the pure devotee of the Lord, their attempts are simply 
a waste of energy. Only by the grace of the divine personalities, the pure devotees of the Lord, can one achieve pure devotion, which is the highest perfection of human life. Only a pure devotee of the Lord can show one the right way of progressive life. Otherwise, both the materialistic way of life, without any information of God or the demigods, and the life engaged of in the worship of demigods in pursuit of temporary material enjoyments, are different phases of phantasmagoria. They are nicely explained in the Bhagavad Gita also. But the Bhagavad Gita can be understood in the association of pure devotees only, and not by the interpretations of politicians or dry philosophical speculators. Text 12 Transcendental knowledge in relation with the Supreme Lord Hari is knowledge resulting in the complete suspension of the waves and whirlpools of the material modes. Such knowledge is self-satisfying due to its being freed from material attachment and being transcendental, it is approved by authorities. Who could fail to be attracted? Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda According to the Bhagavad Gita 10.9, the characteristics of pure devotees are wonderful. The complete functional activities of a pure devotee are always engaged in the service of the Lord, and thus the pure devotees exchange feelings of ecstasy between themselves and relish transcendental bliss. This transcendental bliss is experienced even in the stage of devotional practice, sadhana avasta, if properly undertaken under the guidance of a bona fide spiritual master. And in the mature stage, the developed transcendental feeling culminates in realization of the particular relationship with the Lord by which a living entity is originally constituted, up to the relationship of conjugal love with the Lord, which is estimated to be the highest transcendental bliss. Thus, bhakti yoga, being the only means of God-realization, is called kaivalya. Srila Jiva Goswami quotes the Vedic version, Eko Narayana Deva Paravaranam Param Aste Kaivalya Sagnita in this connection, and establishes that Narayan, the personality of Godhead, is known as Kaivalya, and the means which enables one to approach the Lord is called Kaivalya Pantha, or the only means of attainment of Godhead. This Kaivalya Pantha begins from Shravana, or hearing those topics that relate to the Personality of Godhead. And the natural sequence of hearing such Harikatha is attainment of transcendental knowledge, which causes detachment from all mundane topics, for which a devotee has no taste at all. For a devotee, all mundane activities, social and political, become unattractive, and in the mature state, such a devotee becomes uninterested, 
even in his own body, and what to speak of bodily relatives. In such a state of affairs, one is not agitated by the waves of the material modes. There are different modes of material nature, and all mundane functions in which the common man is very much interested, or in which he takes part, becomes unattractive for the devotee. This state of affairs is described herein as pratini vritta gunormi, and it is possible by atma prasad, or complete self-satisfaction without any material connection. The first-class devotee of the Lord attains this stage by devotional service. But despite his loftiness, for the Lord's satisfaction he may play the voluntary part of a preacher of the Lord's glory and dovetail all into devotional service, even mundane interest, just to give the neophytes a chance to transform mundane interest into transcendental bliss. Srila Rupa Goswami has described this action of a pure devotee as nirbandha krishna sambande yuktam vairagyam uchate. Even mundane activities, dovetailed with the service of the Lord, are also calculated to be transcendental or approved kaivalya affairs.